Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen, to the deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city, uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by. Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call. One simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. Welcome everybody. Bob Stopper joining you today from Los Gatos, California. The uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, just hitting the ice over at the Shark Tank as we speak uh, based on a 4 nothing victory. Uh, would not against the Anaheim Ducks uh, would look for pretty much the same lineup for the Edmonton Oilers tonight with Cam Talbot back in between the pipes. This is Oilers Now. We'll have a preview of tonight's hockey game against the Red Hot San Jose Sharks, a team that were 12-4-2 in their last 18 games. And right now, three of the top six teams in the National Hockey League are from the Pacific Division. Calgary, who's played a couple more games, they're obviously having a tremendous season so far. 
the Vegas Golden Knights have really put it together since Nate Schmidt has gotten back in the lineup. And for uh, San Jose, uh, once Eric Carlson started playing pretty well, uh, look out. Uh, they got the two highest scoring defensemen in the NHL over the last four plus seasons, and they are rolling as we speak. They did play last night. Uh, they beat the LA Kings 3 1 at home. So it's the second of a back to back San Jose. And as for Edmonton, uh, the last time they played the Sharks, they got absolutely blown out. The final score was 7-4. In that game, by the way, Jason Garrison and uh, Chris Meidwin were in the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, that was it. Those guys uh, subsequently were moved in trades. Weidman is part of the Brandon Manning trade uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks that included Drake Kajula. Or sorry, that was uh, Garrison. And then Weidman going to Florida for Alexander Petrovich. And those guys have uh, both been waived uh, right out of the league. Garrison's terminated his contract. He's playing over in Europe. Jurgardens now. And Weidman's down in the minors. So uh, speaks uh, volumes to maybe uh, where the order's lack of depth was on defense at this time. Uh, it is a Tuesday. That means Stafford Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry in the province of Alberta. Uh, we'll have spec at 12:35 today. 105. San Jose Sharks color analyst, longtime NHL defenseman Brett Hedekin will join us. And at 135, a guy that's done color for both San Jose and Edmonton, now working on the Oilers television broadcast panels for home games, Drew Remenda. Here's how you can reach us on our Oilers Now hotline, 7804960063. It's brought to you by Free Falling, honoring the music of Tom Petty, January 12th, the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan a chance to experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stafford. Tweet Brendan Escott, who's a big part of the show. In fact, Brendan will be hosting the show tomorrow as I'll be flying back from San Jose into uh, Edmonton uh, as the Oilers uh, return for a three-game homestand coming up. Uh, but uh, Brendan's available at Brendan with an E. Uh, Scott and then a double T on Scott as well. Again, 1235 today, Stoffer Inspector takes place every Tuesday in orders now for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. We're going to get straight to the, uh, nah, just before we do, just before we do. Brennan, what did you do last night, man? Did you do some play-by-play? What did you have rolling on last night? I sat there for three hours and watched Clemson pick apart Bama's defense. And you saw it live. That was live. unbelievable, wasn't it? <laughs> Trevor you Lawrence know, is something special, isn't he? Like, I know you talked yesterday about he, he's not necessarily fleet of foot, but he just looks like a wily veteran for a 19-year-old. Well, I, I, you know what? I, I, I like to think that I'm on top of it. Uh, everybody's got their hobbies. I mean, I'm privileged to have the job that I do, even though, you know, this is year 11. Right now, the Oilers are on the outside looking in for a playoff spot. Uh, they're pretty much a 500 team. I mean, they come into tonight's game with a record of 20-19-3. and That's not the traction that people were looking forward to. Um, and I, I'm here to tell you that uh, I, I understand the frustration that's out there in oil country. At least there was a response to the subpar performance against L.A., the 4 nothing loss with the 4 nothing win in Anaheim. I love hockey. Okay, I love all levels. Uh, I'm in contact on a... Uh, at, at minimum on a weekly basis with the guys, you know, uh, several different layers of the Oilers organization to understand what's going on and that sort of thing and keeping an eye on Bakersfield and 
the prospects and different, you know, the, the prospects in terms of how they're playing in the juniors or over in Europe. Um, talking to Jay Woodcroft and keeping an eye on the American Hockey League, I, you know, Edmonton Oil Kings, like it's a great gig, right? Uh, Ian Herbert's at the U of A. But college football is a, uh, is, is a real hobby of mine. And I always take a look at the, the rankings in terms of which schools do the best job recruiting. And it is, and, and part of the thing is, and I, the only way I can express this to you that are listening right now, and some of you don't care about college football, is when we travel to the states for the first half of the year, college football and NFL dominate the airwaves. It's it's not even close. And the thing that would shock you is how big of a deal college football is in the United States. It is a you know, the passion that we have in Canada for hockey is matched by, especially in the South, is matched by the passion for football. And and then the other thing is, I believe Americans, as much as Canadians love hockey, and we do love hockey, I think Americans love sport even more. And so it's a big, big deal down here. And I like to think I'm on top of it with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, when he was recruited, you know, I, heard, I was like, come on, really? This guy's the best recruit coming out of high school since Peyton Manning at the quarterback position? Really? Like, come on. How, like, he's that good? 19-year-old quarterback, six foot five, absolutely rocket launcher of an arm. Uh, better, I know Gil Brandt, I saw Jason Gregory retweet it last night. Gil, Gil Brandt, who ran the Dallas Cowboys scouting department for about 30 years, said this guy's, you know, he'd be accumulating number one picks. We saw it yesterday. I mean, the other thing is, Alabama didn't play that well, and they didn't score when they had the chance. The experience in the building, 75,000 fans. I would say there was probably 40,000 Alabama fans and 35,000 Clemson fans. And the Clemson fans had a burr up there, proverbial, you know what, because they'd watch this other program. You know, people were saying, you know, greatest Alabama team of all time, Nick Saban's won five championships there. I mean, it was an awesome experience to be at the game. It's frustrating if, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not a hardcore Bama fan. I, I watched the football, and it was, it was great to be at the game, but the disappointment. And the, the closest I can think for Oilers fans may have been, and it, it's not quite the same. So I'm going to ask you this, and you can text us at 630-630. Like, Alabama fans were stunned. Stunned with that loss yesterday. Because we walked out with about, a, you know, I mean, they had a 10-minute drive Clemson did to close the game out. So we left with like three minutes left. Uh, fortunately, we had the Pinchuk brothers help us out with a little bit of a vehicle situation to drive back into Los Gatos. So as an Oilers fan, which defeat, and you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line, which defeat has stunned you the most? That, yesterday was the worst loss in Nick Saban's coaching career for Alabama. That is Alabama's worst loss since Nick Saban was coaching LSU and kicked their butts one year. So that was before he coached the Miami Dolphins. So as an Oilers fan, which loss, play, and, and obviously we're talking playoffs because you know we're talking a national championship game, which playoff loss has stunned you the most? Texas at 6.30, 6.30. I mean, I was in a situation where, you know, I, I'm thinking back to 1986. 
and the Oilers won in 87 and 88. But Edmonton lost three games in that series before. To uh, So I guess we're talking, a, a, it can be an individual game. Like you can say game five against Anaheim in 2017. Some people around the league have suggested to me that the Oilers organization never got over that loss in game five. Blowing the 3 nothing lead. Take a look at some of the moves that were made after the 2017 playoffs. You know, trading away Jordan Everly, who did not produce offensively at 5-on-5. Five five. Nor did Milan Lucic, may we add. You know, the line of Nugent Hopkins, Everly, and Lucic played the first four games of that series together, and they were struggling big time. They didn't score an even-strength goal in that series, and the Oilers lost three one-goal games to the Ducks. There was something else that happened in Game 5 of that series. Andre Sekera tore his ACL in Game 5. Chris Russell got run by Nick Ritchie in Game 5 of that series, and then Cassian fought Ritchie when the Oilers were up 2-0. But Edmonton scoring that 3-0 lead. And, and, I, and I wonder whether or not... So text, I'd, I'd like to know. Text us at 6.30, 6.30, because I can tell you right now that the fans are the most dominant college football program over the last decade, and it's been an incredible run. You know, five national championships over 10 years. And they've now lost a couple in the final as well. They were in shock with what happened yesterday. And as, you know, it's funny, Deshaun Watson beat them, and you're like, well, that guy's a pretty good quarterback. You know, like he could run, he could dual threat quarterback. I didn't think there was any way Alabama would lose yesterday to a quarterback that wasn't a dual threat quarterback. I was wrong. Now, Alabama didn't execute in the red zone either. And there's reasons why teams lose. But it looked yesterday like Bama couldn't take a punch. So I'd like to know from you, Texas at 6.30, 6.30. And for you old school guys, you can, like, I remember what the mood was like after the Oilers lost Game 7 in 86, but they lost four games in that series. And it wasn't like Calgary really beat them. Think of how the goal was scored. You know, you had Steve Smith banking one in off of Grand Fear, and the Oilers came back and won Cups in 87, 88, won again in 1990. Could I see Bama coming back and getting in the mix? Yes, because the pressure will be on Clemson the next time they play him. But I'd be very intrigued to see on our Heartland Ford text line what people think has been the most disappointing loss. As a broadcaster, not even close. Jack Michaels has just tweeted out the lines, uh, the Oilers in San Jose, and it's going to be uh, based on the morning skate today. McDavid up front with Jujar Kara and Zach Cassian. RNH with Lucic and Paul Yarby. Drysaddle with Reeder and Chase on. Brodziak with Spooner, who's back in. And Ratty. Uh, on defense, Jones with Larson. Nurse with Russell. Gravel and Petro, uh, Petrovich, as we mentioned already. Uh, Camp Talbot obviously starting, coming off the shutout. Yamamoto is back on the ice. Uh, Benning, Manning, and Gambardella are extras. You can text us at 630-630. When we come back uh, on Oilers now, we will uh, get to uh, our Oilers Now audio vault, and we'll also get to some of your texts. And again, our audio vault is brought to you by Direct Workwear for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation. DirectWorkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. So uh, we'll hear a comment from Wayne Gretzky on the passion of Oilers fans coming up and Jay Woodcroft on uh, the Oilers Young Goaltender. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. ...prospects and then also a quick comment from John Shannon about trade costs. This is Oilers Now from Los Gatos, California. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot. It's 1221. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, the biggest shock for me, this text comes in out of Edmonton uh, regarding the most stunning defeat for the Oilers. Uh, it was the L.A. game back in 1982 when the Oilers were up 5-zip, and L.A. came back to win it. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Hey, Bob, out of Red Earth, Alberta, the 89-90 series when we're up 3-1 to the Kings, that was heartbreaking. That one comes to us from D.C. Uh, the most shocking loss was the Smith banking off of here. Uh, the Oilers have not been the same after Sekera was boarded by Getzlaff. That was our series. Um, that text out of Edmonton. Uh, Bob, this is from Rugged in Saskatoon. Most devastating loss, I'd say Oilers in 06 was pretty bad after Rollison got hurt and then Conklin messed it up uh, before Markinen took over. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Hey, Bob, I guess you're buying Roos Chris for uh, John Shannon. Uh, that's that's true. I lost the bet straight up. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Lots of coming in. Uh, this one comes in Stunner. Bob the Stunner was Taylor Hall for Larson only. That one still stings. Uh, Here's another Stunner. How about the New York Giants beating a perfect New England squad in the Super Bowl, ruining the perfect season? Well, that one stunned me, too. I didn't see that one happening. Bob, game one against Alex from Edmonton says uh, game one against Carolina was harsh. Game five against Anaheim might have been worse. I'm 30 years old, so not a lot of memories for me. Thanks for Alex. Fair enough, Alex. I wish there were more memories for you. We'll keep going down this path, uh, but right now let's get into our Oilers Now Audio Vault again, brought to you by our friends from Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Wayne Gretzky was on the show on Friday. It happened at 1.45. It was an unplanned uh, uh, interview. I want to replay this portion just on the passion of the fans in oil country. Here's the Oilers vice chair, um, Wayne Gretzky. One of the reasons why I went back to Edmonton is because the fans are such great hockey fans and it is such a wonderful city. And, you know, you live and die with the success of the hockey club. And people get disappointed and they get down when the team's not winning. And, you know, obviously there's jubilation with, with that success. And, you know, for me personally, uh, I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. And fans want to enjoy the game. They want to get up the next day and say, wow, what a great hockey game that was last night. And, you know, we lost a couple bad games. We lost a couple of stinkers. There's no question about that. But I think to a man, people probably felt like they played a pretty solid game against Winnipeg. Uh, I thought it was one of our better efforts in the last couple of weeks. And then to continue that 
into Phoenix, and I thought, you know, it was a, it's a nice road win against a team that plays hard and grinds it out every shift. So hopefully uh, the, good, the good days are ahead of us now, and I know that's important to each and every person who follows the Oilers, and I'm no exception. It's Wayne Gretzky. Well, one and one, two diametrically opposed results against L.A. and Anaheim boxed out against the Kings. Good bounce-back performance against the Anaheim Ducks. Oilers, uh, I don't know if we have time for this. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to get it in here. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, uh, who's coaching the Bakersfield Condors, had these comments on the Oilers' young goaltenders, Shane Sturette and Dylan Wells. Well, first of all, uh, as I mentioned there, both of them give us a chance to win on a, a nightly basis. So that's a great quality. Uh, Shane's a big body. Um, he makes a good first save. He keeps uh, he, he keeps his crease pretty tidy. Um, he's a gamer. He's the type of guy that he just finds a way to make saves and keeps keeps games close. Um, Dylan is an athlete, uh, just a phenomenal athlete. He is a guy who plays the puck very well. He's come in. Uh, I think his first game of the year was. Our second game of the year against San Jose, he gave up five goals, went down to the East Coast League, worked on his game, was East Coast League Player of the Week. He got called up and put in a hard situation, and he's earned the trust of his teammates um, that feel good when he's in the net, just like with Shane and, and with Al. So it's been a real um, progression for him in his season, and he's miles ahead of where he was um, in September and in October, and I think that's a credit to his work ethic and a credit to our goaltending coach, Sly Rodriguez. Both of those guys are the benefactors of a team-wide work ethic, a team-wide commitment to defending that we talked about earlier in the conversation where you know we want to make sure that we're a team that doesn't give up anything more than 24 25 shots again so we help insulate those first year american hockey league goaltenders um by playing good defense and when we need them and they're called upon they've been great so far so we're, we're very happy and feel good about that position with our team that is Jay Woodcroft. He is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. We had John Shannon on yesterday. Uh, it's my belief the Oilers are hoping to add at least two forwards here uh, between now and the trade deadline. Frankly, uh, given this year's draft, I might be prepared uh, to uh, give up a first-round draft choice. John Shannon had these comments in that regard. Oh, I think they're certainly looking forward to uh, looking looking to improve the forwards. The one thing I wouldn't agree with you is that what they're what they're prepared to trade for it. I don't think they would consider moving their first at any point. I do think okay. they would consider moving their. I do think they would consider moving their second round pick. All right, that's John Shannon. So here's the deal for Edmonton. Uh, you know they got to have a seven and three and one. Um, January record or something to that effect, and that's not going to be easy. They're two and one right now. Uh, after tonight, I think seven of their nine. Just taking a look at the schedule off the top of my head here. Uh, yeah, after tonight, which they've got seven games left. Six are at home against Florida, Arizona, Buffalo. Not sure they'll have Jack Eichel back. Then they're on the road to Vancouver, and then home to Calgary, and then home to Carolina, and home to Detroit. 
they got to find a way to have six or seven wins in this month. That's all there is to it if they're going to make a run. Uh, at what point does Clef Bomb come back? If Edmonton's lucky, maybe with a 19th against Calgary, that would be 39 days since being out with that broken finger. It is 12.28 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin. And when we come back, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.